Hey y'all, welcome to Dessert Stealers. My name is Stephanie and I'm going to tell you guys stories from my life, give some advice and some scripture at the end. I hope you enjoy. Let's go. Hey y'all, I just wanted to let you know that the audio you are about to hear is old. Um, I recorded it in 2016. I got it straight from my YouTube channel. Since I've already told this particular story before, um, I thought it would just be easier on me <laughs> and um, just faster, I guess, but easier on me because it's it's a hard story to tell. Um, but yeah, so the audio is a little different. It's, it might sound a little different and uh, my voice will definitely sound different <laughs> just because it was like six years ago. And um, I'll come in at the end and add some stuff on that um, I didn't talk about last time or things that, you know, I have different thoughts on, things like that. So here we go. And today I'm going to tell you guys about my abortion. I'm very nervous to do this, um, but I think it could help someone. So when I had my abortion... Um, actually, let me rewind a little bit. Um, my husband, who's now my ex-husband, and I had just gotten, re uh, not remarried, gone back together, and then we eloped. And then we decided that we wanted to have a baby, like, right away. We were in a really good place. Problems that we had had before were gone. And we just really wanted to expand our family. So I got pregnant immediately and we were really excited. My um, sister-in-law at the time was also pregnant. She was just a few months ahead. She was about four months ahead or so. The family was excited to have two new babies coming. And so when I was 15 weeks and one day, I started to bleed a little bit and I knew that that was like not that big a deal because it was just like, like, a little bit of blood it was nothing big and I'd actually bled with my two previous pregnancies I called the doctor anyway and just let them know gave him a heads up and that was on a I think it was a Sunday but he was like okay just keep an eye out for things like fainting or if you start bleeding a lot more then just go to the ER so I was like okay I hung up the phone with him and I remember I was setting the phone down and I got faint and we called him right back and I told him what happened and he said well I'll just go in to the ER and get an ultrasound so we did um the heartbeat sounded great and they took me back for an ultrasound and as with most ultrasounds the tech doing it doesn't tell you anything when I went Back to the room and then the doctor came back in he said you look good you can go home uh, the the heartbeat's good so I just want you to follow up with your doctor on Monday and I was like can I see the sonogram pictures and he goes oh no we don't have any sorry I just knew something was wrong by then so we went home and I called my doctor's office on Monday my doctor wasn't there. Um, it was his day off, I guess. And she, the nurse on the phone said that the other doctor there had looked at what the ER sent. 
they said, we want you to go have a level two sonogram so we can get a closer look at the baby. And I was like, okay. I knew once again, my gut was telling me something is wrong. I remember my daughter's first day of school was going to be that day that we went to look at the sonogram, the second sonogram. And it was just a very surreal day. Um, I remember taking them to school and I just had this feeling that it was not going to be good when they got home. We went for the level two sonogram is what it was called. And they had like a big TV where you could watch the sonogram so nothing was hidden, you know. And my husband and I just sat there and watched them do the sonogram and clearly she was malformed. She had, first of all, she had a hole in her heart, which is not that big a deal. Um, that could be fixed, but on the sonogram it showed up white, which they said usually means Down syndrome. This was back then. I don't know if it still like indicates that or if that's still true. And by the way, this was in 2003, so it's been 13 years. The other thing was she had no skull. She had her facial bones, but she didn't have like the back of her, her head back here. She still had her brain and she still had like scalp, but and hair probably even. <laughs> um, I don't know if that far along they have hair. I could see it on the screen, her hair, her head was just kind of like floating, um, the, this part. And it was like moving like that. <laughs> so weird. But she, the picture they took was kind of neat because whenever they, um, he, he took the picture and then it came out looking like she was a, a panda bear <laughs> because it looked like she had ears, like round ears. Well, he told me that she would not make it. Um, and if I carried, if I tried to carry her to term, then it could be dangerous for me, or most likely my body would miscarry her. Um, it's really hard for me to remember everything he said. First of all, it's because it was 13 years ago, and second of all, just like you'd see on TV, just like he was talking and I was just like, all I could hear was blood rushing through my body. He gave us this business card and he says, you know what you need to do? Go to this clinic and they're going to help you. So it's like, okay, we're going to, the baby's going to die. He said there, we're going to do a procedure called a D&E. And I didn't know what that meant. I knew that the baby was going to die, but I didn't know exactly what a DNA was. He never said the word is abortion, ever. Um, which, looking back, I wish he would have because I would have had more clarity as to what was going to happen at that point. We made an appointment. It was going to cost $500, and so we had to get help paying for that. I asked him would I be able to take her body to bury it. They were like, you can, but it's gonna cost an extra $1,000 for us to ship her to you and stuff, and I was like, what? It just didn't make any sense. So, sorry, my dog is down here. <laughs> it was all very devastating and I realized I didn't have $1,000 and neither did anyone um, to ship her body. And it just, 
I was very confused. We made this appointment and I went and filled out all this paperwork. And when you get there, they ask you what you're here for. And I told them I was having a DNA. They just handed me this paperwork and it was a color. I don't remember, I think it was green or something. I was looking around in the, in the room and there was these pregnant girls in there. Girls who were obviously pregnant, um, showing a lot, some of them. Um, and it just made me really sad and I was like, why would these girls be having an abortion? This is so sad. Like, it just broke my heart. And I was just like thinking, you know, I would give anything to take their baby, to help them raise their baby. So I went into this room, the counseling room, which I guess they do for everybody. And the lady started telling me what was going to happen when I went into the room. And she asked me if I wanted a two-day procedure or a one-day procedure. And I was like, what's the difference? And she says, well, with a two-day procedure, you'll actually go into labor. I was like, well, at least can I have the dignity of going into labor? So I chose the two-day procedure. So then she tells me, okay, and this is what's going to happen. And she proceeds to show me this long, clear, um, blonde-looking thing that was hollow probably about that big around and uh so she was telling me well this is what we're going to get the baby out with the machine will start sucking and pulling and then she showed me photos of aborted babies and i was like excuse me what are you doing and she was like well you know we really want to try and talk you out of this and i was like talk me out of what and she was like of an abortion and i was like i'm not having an abortion and she says that's what your papers say. And I was like, well, I don't want an abortion. I want my baby. And she was like, why are you here then? And I said, because they told me that the baby was not gonna make it. I had to have a DNE. And she was like, I kid you not, her face was just shocked. So remember when I told you they gave me colored pieces of paper to fill out? Well, they gave me the wrong color. <laughs> There's a whole different color if you're having an abortion for medical reasons. So, mind you, this whole time we're in this counseling room, I'm bawling my eyes out. Like, just crying and crying and crying and screaming at this lady because she was doing this to me. And I had to refill out all the paperwork again. In the correct color um, that should be my first clue that this place didn't care about anybody um, and well maybe with the exception of that lady the counselor but I don't know I really don't know um, so she didn't show me any more pictures of the babies so after that um, I went in and had another sonogram and they showed me the baby and that the baby had a heartbeat still and uh, I mean, I got to see her one last time. It just wasn't hitting me that I was having an abortion. Like, I just kept telling myself, no, it's a DNA. It's a DNA. That's not the same thing. Uh, the baby's gonna die. Um, anyway, and you know, I could die if I tried to keep my pregnancy going, and I have other children that I need to take care of. They gave me the 
seaweed is what it's called. You'll probably never want to eat seaweed again. <laughs> they put it in and they dilated me. And then I had to go home. I had to go home and come back the next morning. So the seaweed dilates you and then you go into labor. So I went home and after a few hours I went to labor and I was having contractions and they hurt, kind of like menstrual cramps, um, but they were not like the same as when you're nine months. <laughs> I was in a lot of pain. I was crying a lot. And um, my little daughter, my seven-year-old, took care of me. I had a seven-year-old and a three, four-year-old at the time, both girls. She took care of me. I think my husband was just, he did, just didn't know what to do. So the next morning we went back and got ready and I went in the room where they were gonna do it. And the nurse left me alone in the room for a few minutes and I started talking to my daughter. We named her Charlize. We'd already picked her name. And I told her, because this is why I believe that she was going to see a really bright light. <laughs> not the one from the doctor the one from heaven and when she saw the bright light to immediately go to that light don't wait for anything just go because there is going to be people waiting for her her grandma my husband's mom would be there my grandfathers were both there I just told her people to look for her and I said they're gonna be so happy to see you and they're gonna take care of you and God will take care of you and don't worry about anything. Then they came in and I laid down and I looked up and on the ceiling were these butterflies. They had taken one of the ceiling panels off and uh, replaced it with like a clear kind of thing where the light would shine and you could see the, the butterflies and stuff. It was comforting, I guess. <laughs> I laid down and they gave me medicine and then IV so that I would be out. I'd still be able to talk to them apparently, kind of like when you have a colonoscopy. And I remember during the procedure, um, I do have some memories of it. I remember tugging and pulling at my lower half. I remember the sound of the machine and then the next thing was I woke up in this chair, it was like a recliner, and this lady was screaming at me. She was screaming at me to wake up and get up, get out of the chair, and I was just like, where am I? I don't know what's happening. And she was screaming at me. Obviously she hated her job. <laughs> she pulled me by the arm out of the chair, and she says, go into this room, like a dressing room, bathroom thing. And she was like, put this pad on, get dressed. And she was just screaming at me. She wouldn't stop screaming. And by this time I'm bawling my eyes out because I didn't understand why was this woman being so horrible to me? I just lost my child. So finally, she puts me in a wheelchair and they wheel me out the back because in the front, our protesters. So my husband was there um, on the ramp waiting for me and we got in the car and uh, went home. I was so tired. 
and so upset. And I felt so empty. But I was still big. Because I was showing. I went to a depression after that. I tried to get up and go places and do things. and I couldn't. I think I went once to Hobby Lobby to make her like a memory box for our daughter. My husband, um, he did not know how to deal with this. He couldn't deal with it. He retreated to gaming and that's how he um, dealt with it. I had family come over for a few days and help me and uh, you know, his family and my family, my mom, and my friend at the time, um, she came over to help with the girls and stuff. My little girl, once again, my seven-year-old, <laughs> who's now 20, <laughs> she took care of me when it was not her place to do that. She's only seven. She took care of me and uh, her little sister. And then, um, I began to recover physically, <laughs> mentally, it was tough. The only thing I wanted to do was watch Friends. <laughs> and I had uh, just gotten a few of the first seasons of DVDs. So I would watch Friends around the clock, like it was always on. And then, um, you know, slowly got better after a while, like maybe six months or something. I decided to go to therapy. My husband went with me one time and then he decided it wasn't for him. And I started to heal and he didn't. And um, honestly, to this day, I don't know if he's dealt with it. I don't think he has, but I don't know anymore because we're not together. About a year and a half later after the abortion, we ended up getting divorced because I had sort of start to heal and he was not and we were not we were not making it so we got divorced it was real hard on the kids and stuff but that's another story for another time i am not pro-choice anymore i am pro-life i realized that i should have never ever aborted that baby. The situation was so bad. It was a very fast whirlwind process. I had to forgive a lot of people um, who were involved. I went to a class at a church that helped me deal with it. And I had to forgive everyone. I had to forgive my family, my ex-husband. I had to forgive the sonographer, my doctor, everybody. Um, involved and actually that felt really good <laughs> and I had to forgive myself um, I had to get right with God I'm in a much better place now believe it or not it still hurts to tell the story the full story like I have but most of the time I can just talk about it with people um, you know because I'm not going into extreme detail like I just did and if I had ever gotten pregnant from rape doesn't matter. I would have kept that baby too. I would have kept Charlize if I could have. If I could go back and have her, I would have her. 
if she had been born when she was supposed to be born, um, and she was healthy, she'd be 12 now. Had she been born, had I let my pregnancy go all the way, um, I would have had precious moments with her that I will never get back. It's a, it's a big regret. I wish I had not done it. I wish I could have held her, even if it was for an hour. I should have left it in God's hands, but I didn't, so. Anyways, the past is the past, and all I can do now is share my story and let people know that abortion is not the way to go. It's not the way to go. If you're pregnant and you don't want your baby, someone will take your baby. You don't have to abort the baby. I'm gonna leave some links below that will have information as to um, what to do if you find yourself pregnant or if you are in a situation like mine or if you've had an abortion. Also, I just want to say that God forgives everything. And he forgave me. I felt it in my heart. I believe it. Um, because Jesus is my savior. And that's that. God loves us. He doesn't want us to suffer. But sometimes we have to. Thank you for watching this video. Love y'all. Bye. Alright, so what I wanted to add was um, some things that happened at the abortion clinic and where they are today. Um, so in 2009, um, they very abruptly shut down. I don't know the story behind why. Um, you know, abortion was very hush-hush back then, and they were the only place nearby that did that. I don't even know if the Planned Parenthoods in our area did it back then. Um, again, this was in 2003 when my abortion happened. But so yeah, in 2009, um, they were shut down or they shut themselves down and they left everything and just turned off the lights and left, um, including the medical records. So a lady that I actually know now, but I didn't know at the time, she went in there with some other people and went into the doors and it wide open, like no, no trouble getting in there. And she got the medical records that she could find and turned them in. I'm not sure where she turned them into, um, but they were just left there for anyone to find. I don't know if she found mine or mine were destroyed. Um, I have no idea. I have tried to look into where they are now, um, but I have been unable to find them. They, they may have been destroyed. She doesn't remember like any of the names or anything because it was, it was a lot. Boxes and boxes of them um, from what I remember. But yeah, so just the fact that they just abruptly left everything there, it's kind of like, hmm, why? They were called Erin Women's Clinic back then and they were off of 635 in Hillcrest in Dallas. Um, if anyone wants to investigate more, I don't know. Um, but that's where I had it done. And, um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of shady. I, I just have to reiterate the nurse that treated me so horribly, I have had to forgive that woman multiple times. Um, she was 
horrible to me. I, I just remember um, waking up to screaming, like screaming and yelling and just get up, you know, put this pad on, put your clothes on, get dressed, it's time to go. And I'm like out of it completely because I had had Benadryl and something else that they gave me. Um, and I mean, she was awful, you guys. I, I can't imagine that, you know, this probably goes on in other clinics and, um, I don't know, maybe that's why they got shut down because they were treating people so terribly back then, but I don't know if that even matters now. These clinics are ruthless. They hate people. They hate babies and, there's just no rhyme or reason anymore. Um, like I said, at the end of that video, I am completely pro-life. There is zero reason to have an abortion. And, um, you know, I think one of the top reasons that people will say is rape or um, life of the mother. And um, I have been raped. And I have been in the life of the mother situation, and I was completely lied to. There was no reason for me to have an abortion um, as far as my life. It's just that's what I was told. And there was just no research. There was no internet back then. And my baby had an incredibly rare disease. It's still incredibly rare. It's called a crania. I think I said that in the video. And, um, you know, just for them to just be like, oh, just get rid of it. You know, it's, it's not going to survive anyway. And you need to live for your children. And just, I mean, come on. Nowadays, we have internet. Nowadays, we have ways to research. And just the ignorance that people have today with abortion just blows my mind. Like, I see these videos from live action or you know, other places where they see the video. It's a, it's a, um, cartoon version of an abortion, but it's like a second trimester abortion showing what they actually do in an abortion. And people are like, Oh, I didn't know that. I'm like, how do you, it just, how do you not know that by now? Did, do these people just not want to look it up and know that that's what it is? Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But, um, you know, in my case, I was forced. Like, I, I felt forced into it. I felt like there was just no other option. They just didn't tell me there was another option. And, you know, my dream is to meet my daughter one day. And I know I will because I'm going to heaven. I believe that Jesus died for me and forgave me of my sins, including this abortion. And he's taking care of her. I don't have to worry about her. I know she's fine. And um, he's forgiven me for my role in that. And if you've had an abortion, he loves you. He forgives you. All you have to do is ask. Ask Jesus to forgive you. Believe that he died for you. Believe that he loves you. And that he took all the penalty for any sin you've ever committed. And... You know, I just want to say that becoming a Christian does not mean you will never sin again. It does not mean perfection because God knows I am not perfect. I'm not even close. So, um, you know, I just want to say that 
receiving Jesus is a gift. It is a gift. And I just am so happy that I chose that. And I chose him and he chose me. So anyways, um, ooh, once again, I did not get a scripture ready. But hey, I just preached the gospel. So <laughs> hopefully that works for this podcast. But I just wanted to tell you guys I love y'all. And ladies or men, you know, if you've participated in an abortion or you're thinking about an abortion or your girlfriend or wife, whatever, please don't. Um, there are so many more options, especially these days. And if you will look at the links I've left in the show notes, you will see some options for you. Also, I just want to put out there that there is a church in Dallas, Texas called Watermark Church. Um... They're a really big church, but they are dedicated to finding homes for unwanted babies or babies that you just feel like you can't take care of. They are awesome and they will help you. So reach out to them if you need them. And um, I just want to say thank you guys for listening to this. It was really hard when I recorded it the first time. Um, You know, I'm a lot more open these days talking about it. But um, if y'all have any questions, find me on Instagram or uh, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. And I will talk to y'all next time. All right. Bye. All right. That's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to Dessert Stealers. My name is Stephanie, and I will see y'all next time. Please don't forget to rate and review and all the things you're supposed to do. All right. Love y'all. Bye.